chains, you're in chains too. I wear uniforms and you wear uniforms too. I'm a prisoner, you're a prisoner too. Mr. Jailer, oh, I, I have fears, you have fears too. I will die, but you self gonna die too. Life is beautiful, don't you think so too? Mr. Jailer, what? to you, Jailer. Jailer. I'm black, and I'm going to fight for what I believe in. I am black, and I deserve respect. I'm black, and I don't like watermelon. I'm black, and I would not be a statistic. I'm black, and I'm educated. I'm black, and I will not let the handcuffs of justice destroy my life. I'm black, and I'm white as well. 
I'm black and I refuse to let society hold me back. I'm black and my life will always matter. Thank you. So good morning everyone um, and welcome to our 2015 Black History Month Convocation. My name is Devon Kramer and in addition to my role as coordinator of coordinator of retention and intercultural student support, I serve as our Black Student Union advisor here. This morning you will learn about the, black, the, the background of Black History Month. You will hear stories from GC students about microaggressions and have time for table discussion. You'll also hear solutions to av avoiding microaggressions. I encourage you to be present, listen with an open heart and mind, and leave here ready to continue to engage in conversation about how we can better relate to and understand one another. Uh, good morning, my name is Tyra Carver. I'm a senior broadcasting major from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Black History Month was just a week called Negro History Week, created in 1926. The second week of February was dedicated to Negro History Week due to the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, whose birthdays fall on the 12th and the 14th of February. Negro Week was a time for African and African Americans to celebrate their accomplishments. Negro Week was then extended to a month, this month, Black History Month. On this month, African and African Americans celebrate who we are and what we've overcome. This is not a month where we blame the ones who did us wrong. This is a month where we grow above the wrongdoings. This month is the month we take back black and make it known. Yes, I'm black, and yes, it's beautiful. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Bird. I'm from Insular, Indiana, and I'm a first year elementary education major with a double minor in Tesla and Spanish. I chose to come to Goshen College because I appreciate the core values it offers and the education. Black History Month is important to me because it allows me to reflect on those who have come before me and overcome so many challenges, some of the same challenges that I and others face today. Knowing that they have gone through similar helps me to get through situations of microaggression, like this one that happened just last week. My friends and I had gone shopping to Walmart and I had wandered into the makeup section. I was looking for a product that would match my skin color, which is always a process. As I was there browsing through all of the endless options, an employee had walked up behind me and I had noticed her, but I didn't think much of it until about 10 seconds later when she was still staring at me. And so I turned around and she asked if I needed any help as I and I politely replied, no, I'm just looking. And then she continued to stand there for about another 30 seconds until one of my friends had come up. I didn't think much of it. I explained to my friend what had happened, and then we walked to another department where the same lady was working, but this time she had gotten a male employee, and I heard her whisper to him, that's her, watch her. I was really confused because I hadn't done anything wrong. I was just shopping, and the fact that she needed to watch me for some reason just really confused me. But I brushed it off, and I went back to where all of my other friends were at in the makeup section, and I didn't think anything of it until she came back again, and then she pretended like she was stocking the shelves. I know she was pretending because she came with nothing in her hands and she never actually touched any of the merchandise and said she had her back to us and just continued to watch me and look at my hands and just look at me in a way that I can't explain. At this point, I'd become very frustrated and I turned to my friends and said, maybe I should ask her if she needs help. But that was very rude and disrespectful and I'm just not that type of person. So I said, guys, it's time to go. I'm getting really uncomfortable. And so we got the rest of our things, and as we walked down the aisle towards the registers, I had turned and I noticed another male employee had been following us. 
And as soon as he made, we made eye contact with each other, he quickly scurried away and acted like he was never there to begin with. So not only did the female employee in the beginning think that she needed to watch me, but she also felt the need to tell two male employees to watch me, an 18-year-old girl who was just looking for makeup. I would never steal anything in my life. That's not who I am. I will not be disrespectful towards people who work or anyone. That's just not who I am. And so at this point, I'd become very aware of my surroundings and where I was. And as I went to go check out, I made sure all of my items could be seen every time that they passed through. And when I left the store, I had my receipt in my hand so that they knew I paid for these and that they were now mine. And unfortunately, so many people have to do this today. It's something that you don't think about very often, but those little minor details could save you in the long run. I wish some people could see that yes, I am black, but I'm not a thief. Yes, I am black, but I am not violent. I would like to leave you with a quote that um, a fellow student had told me. Her name is Amy Castillo. It is, I am a person with brown skin and black hair, but I will never be defined by someone else's thoughts or opinions. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lydia Noel. I'm a junior exercise science major, and I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Black History Month is important to me because it educates people on my culture's rich history and accomplishments and highlights positive black images. Black history is not very common in our curriculum, and this month allows us a platform for us to share, to share our struggles and triumphs with everyone. While Black History Month is a time to uplift positivity and truth involving the black community, I feel it's important to address some issues we face and how everyone can work together to fix them. More specifically, I will talk about microaggressions related to beauty and hair and my personal experiences with them. A common example of a microaggression is are when people say, you're pretty for a black girl. What you may think of as a compliment is actually an insult to me as well as my people. It implies that we are not normally pretty or attractive and that my beauty is somehow the exception to that belief. Being beautiful should never depend on skin color. Another example happened to me this summer. While at work, a customer told me I was very pretty and I thanked her. She then followed up by asking me what part of Africa I was from. I laughed to keep from saying anything rude and told her that I wasn't from Africa, but I was born and raised in Indiana. She was shocked and very embarrassed over her comment. Solutions to avoiding awkward situations like these are not to say the first thing that comes to mind and to do research on what you're curious about. As it relates to beauty, my hair has also received comments that have left me feeling very uneasy as well. I will do my best to explain how and why a black woman's hair is a touchy subject. I've been told that my hair is greasy and nasty because I don't wash it every day and I put oil in my hair. These statements are made due to a lack of knowledge. Most hair types of black women are naturally dry and need moisture added back to it so that it can grow and be healthy. Lack of oil and excessive washing will cause our hair to be brittle and damaged. Other statements like, you should straighten your hair, or asking, is that a weave or your real hair? Do you even wash your hair? Can you comb it? Don't seem like a big deal unless you constantly get asked these ridiculous questions like I do. My hair is still hair, ladies and gentlemen. I can do anything with my hair that everyone else can. And even worse than asking these silly questions is touching a black woman's hair without permission. 
That is the ultimate no-no. <laughs> this is frowned upon because you are crossing personal boundaries in space without consent. I understand that my hair is dope and you're curious, but I am not an exotic animal at a petting zoo. Think of hair as a nice hat that you're wearing, and instead of someone complimenting your hat, they reach out and smash it with their hand. I'm sure this would make you upset. This is how we feel. I've had my peers come up to show you the diversity within black hair. Some wear it curly, some wear it straight, some wear it fro, some wear it braided or dreaded, but we all wear it proud. I've transitioned from straight relaxed hair to my kinky curly hair and it hasn't been easy. Not feeling as beautiful due to society's standards and other people's comments made me second guess my choice. But after three years natural, I love my puffball. I encourage all women, but especially women of color, to embrace the natural you. And now that I've educated you all in Black Hair 101, I hope you can better respect and appreciate black hair as much as we do. Thank you. Hi, I'm Gabrielle Williams. I'm a junior. I'm a social worker, social work major. And the reason why I chose to come to Goshen is for the education. And I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Black history is important to me because it brings back so many memories. For me to be a proud black woman in this world. From, from slavery to the civil rights movement. And just thinking about all the people who worked to get us freedom and where we are now. A personal story I have on microaggressions happens on a daily basis. When I was growing up, I lived in a small town that was predominantly white. I dealt with people calling me the N-word, and I used to tell my parents all the time that I didn't want to be brown-skinned anymore. But as I, as I got older, I started to realize being brown-skinned is a beautiful thing. Being at Goshen College is a huge change when coming from a big city that was that was more that has more diversity on a daily basis i experience stares when i'm in public and another thing that makes me more sad is when people avoid eye contact with me and avoid walking past me sometimes i just want to scream we aren't bad people but i hold it in, i hold it back and keep it in there's there are moments as an african american female athlete that frustrates me. Refs and teams view us as ghetto, and us black girls who play basketball play dirty and wants to fight. A few weeks ago, we had a game at St. Francis. It was third or fourth quarter, and I got fouled and I'm preparing to shoot my free throws. Before the ref passed me the ball, he walked up and said, don't do anything crazy. And for a moment, I thought he was joking around, but after looking at his face and seeing he wasn't smiling, I was kind of confused on what made him say that to me. Most people know that I'm not the type of person who plays dirty or anything like that, because I wasn't raised like that. Stuff like this makes me very upset because we are being judged by our skin and not by our personality or our skills or our brains. Um, I'm not ghetto and I'm not a fighter either. I guess what I'm trying to say is, don't be afraid to talk to me. And don't judge me by my skin color. I love my skin color and I love being a strong-minded but beautiful student athlete. 
Like I said in my poem at the Martin Luther King Spoken Word ho uh, Coffee House, I love me, <clears throat> and I want you to love me too. Thank you. Um, at this time, we want to uh, move directions. Um, if you guys look at your tables, um, we have some discussion questions that we would like you all to engage in with your group. Um, but before we start these, um, you also notice that we have some ground rules um, at your tables. Uh, just to go over those rules, uh, make sure you guys use I statements and use your own experiences and ideas. Be present. Make sure you are engaging in conversation with your peers at your tables. Don't interrupt others. And please maintain this confidentiality um, what, stays in this what is said in this convocation stays in this convocation unless you have permission to do so. So we'll give you guys about uh, 20 or so minutes to kind of discuss and then we'll bring it back afterwards to kind of uh, bring things together. Okay, we're going to transition. I trust that you had some productive time of discussion. I'm going to have two students come up and grab some mics. And we will give a few minutes, maybe three or so minutes, to report what you heard, your thoughts. Please keep it brief per person. So if you would like to share anything, I will have Aching and Etienne come to you. If you could raise your hand. If you could stand uh, up too, sorry. Oh, sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what, what, when we arrived at the microaggression question, we, 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 we spent a little time talking about um, the, the question, where are you from? Because we, cause, uh, cause, uh, in our experience, uh, that, that, that question ten, tends, to has a lot of, tends to have a lot of negative connotations for, 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 for some people, and we tried to, uh, to talk about ways that we could still find out that information without insinuating anything. Uh, we talked about the difference but between asking, uh, are you from a big city or, or, or a small city, or maybe asking, uh, are, are you from around here, and how that can be very different uh, in the college context or, or um, in a Mennonite convention context or in a context uh, when, when you're on the street or talking to a stranger. Excellent. Thank you. Over here? Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Um, my group, we talked about um, just how certain um, stereotypes and generalizations are, at, in fact, generated, and the denial behind them. Um, one of one of our group mates said that a lot of a lot of times white people will deny and say that oh, racism isn't a thing, stereotypes aren't a thing, generalizations aren't a thing. And one thing that our group came came to kind of grips with is um, sometimes, as an African American. We have to look at ourselves and understand the type of language we're throwing, we're throwing at people. Um, when we say, oh, oh, you're racist, not you, Coach Miller, but you're racist, or, <laughs> or you're stereotyping me, and not all black people are the same, and my life matters, and so on and so forth. We can see the type of aggressive language that are being thrown at, being thrown at people and kind of can understand the sense of like defense that is going to be that the the defense fence that is going to be thrown up, um, and so I just I think and I think the rest of my group kind of understands that as African Americans we would have to look at ourselves and understand the message that we're trying to present and um, try and think about how we're presenting it. Excellent. 
Can we go here and then there? Can you stand up? Um, a statistic came up that said 90% of African-American students were participating in athletics. I didn't know how to take that, but I thought it was interesting uh, how the institution recruits them or how much admissions is actually reaching out to these people in terms of academics. Thank you. Um, just kind of in, like, I'm, oh, um, in reaction to sort of what Clint was saying, like, I think that, I think that um, white people, too, need to be able to educate each other and then hold each other accountable to knowing, like, what it means when someone calls you out as racist. That, like, it's not your place to get defensive. It's your place to listen. And, like, learning how to educate each other as a white community trying to ally with the black community. I don't know. That's sort of what we talked about a little bit. So we will conclude with sharing some solutions to avoiding or dealing with this issue of microaggressions. So I'll have my students come up. And before I have them share, I want to share with you a few events that I have um, coordinated for this month, Black History Month. This is, this is our first celebration event, convocation. Our next event will be um, a presentation by Zinaba Ababa. He currently serves uh, at MCC Great Lakes. He's actually retiring uh, very soon. But he just created a, an autobiography called A Long Way from Ethiopia, a journey fueled by fortitude, optimism, and resilience. And he actually started our uh, Martin Luther King celebration here. And he worked at Goshen College when we opened up our first uh, multicultural affairs office in 1992. So he has a really interesting story about um, his experience here as, as a student from Ethiopia. All of his family have graduated from Goshen College. So um, just has strong ties with community. So be on the lookout for that event. Um, we'll also have on Tuesday, February 16th, at 10 o'clock a.m., and I've actually heard from some of you that that time is really bad, so I'm going to work on changing that time for us. But we'll have a presentation by our director of marketing, Dominique Bergender Johnson. Uh, she is an alumni, and she wrote a booklet uh, her senior year called Black White Mennonite. And so she just chronicles experience of black students uh, at Goshen College and shares a little bit about herself. She's awesome, if you haven't met her yet. So hope you can come out to that. And then I will be taking depending on interest, 10 to maybe 20 students to St. Mary's for um, Dance Theater of Harlem event on Wednesday, February 17th. Uh, the event starts at 7.30, so I'll give more details through Communicator and then I'll create some posters for us. If intrigued by my hair, please ask to touch it first. Respect if I say no. Hair is a part of one's own personal space. If you want to compliment me, don't objectify or exoticize me. Don't over-exaggerate my uniqueness and my blackness. Don't assume anything about me. Get to know me, us, personally, and don't be afraid to ask questions because we will answer them. Don't assume that I'm aggressive. Don't judge me by my personality, by the way I talk, by my body language, my facial expressions, or the way I dress. And most importantly, uh, if we all get it wrong, let's simply just talk it out. Uh, let's make sure that we don't hold grudges with one another. We need to acknowledge and apologize and make sure that we practice humility and not be defensive. And to end things off with a quote from uh, historian Carter G. Woodson who helped to create Negro Week. He says, if a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition, it becomes negligible factor in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. Thank you guys for coming out.